0: I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. Except tonight, we have a very special episode. This is our 100th episode. We'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to introduce our very expansive panel tonight. We have everyone <laughs> uh, who joins us on the show tonight. Joining me today, today are Thomas Sanjurjo. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Dom. Joanne Mercer. Hello, Joanne. Hey, Dom. Uh, Pat Scott, hi Pat. Howdy from Texas. Uh, Jack Barazzini, hi Jack. Hey Don. Father Andrew Kinstetter, hi Father Andrew.
1: Hello there. And Father Corey Stika, hi Father Corey last but not least, but maybe it's unleashed. How's it going?
0: (laughs) Your seniority, actually, is that you're the senior member. So uh, in in length of time, not age, oh, my gosh, I'm already getting myself in trouble. So (laughs) I I watched (laughs) that. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just a little bit of the history of the show, especially if you're relatively new. We started the show. Our first episode was January 10th, 2019. So we've been going for basically about two years now. I mean, we're a weekly show, 100 episodes. That's about right. Uh, originally, our, P- our panelists consisted of Father Corey, Joanne, Thomas, and Father Michael Gossett, who started with us. And uh, Pat, you started joining us in episode 12 as a fill-in panelist. So that was uh, awesome to have. Father Andrew, you joined us in episode 15. Jack, you started as a fill-in in episode 17, and you became a regular with episode 49, replacing Father Michael, who stepped away. So, uh, and from that point, so for the last 50 episodes, we've had a pretty steady uh, group of panelists, and for which I am very grateful. I enjoy have having you all on the show with me uh, each week, and uh, it's been a blast. So I really do enjoy, uh, and want to thank you all now as we as we start our next hundred episodes beyond. And uh, just a little, just a couple other things. In the past 99 episodes, we every week we do a pick of the week. So in the past 99 episodes. We've had a total of three hundred and six picks of the week.
2: That's awesome. It, wow. it doesn't add, it
0: doesn't add up correctly because sometimes we, people sneak in a second pick in uh, <laughs> you know, those ones. Uh, I've done that, uh, and I've because I'm on every week. I've made one hundred and one picks of the week so far. And let me tell you, having to take a pick every week is it could be, be a little uh, something. Sometimes I'm dragging the barrel. What do I got? All right, so this week we decided to do something a little fun, a little something, just because it's a special episode. We're going to do our favorite tech of all time, and I was tempted to to say, you know, something like indoor plumbing, but because that's that's a technology, (laughs) right? (laughs) But I think I think in general we're sticking with consumer electronics technology, perhaps (laughs) maybe with one or two exceptions in there. Uh, And uh, while I I would be tempted to say Podcasts. Let's just stipulate podcasts and and move on from there because I I want to get to something <laughs> a little more interesting. Uh, before we begin, any any first uh, thoughts? Anything you want? to Introductory thoughts or reflections on our one uh, hundredth episode? Uh, I'm I kind of springing the sun, you guys, at the last minute. <laughs>
1: well, it, it it's been great to be part of it as you, as you said. You know, Joe and I were some of the first ones. You know, of course, we've been doing our little Ron Robbins and it's worked really well, and it's been. A lot of fun, you know, because we've talked about some silly things. We've talked about some stuff that we enjoy, like, you know, talking about my Hackintosh, you know, and really getting that out there. We've talked about some very serious things. We've talked about issues in technology and how we use technology. And I think it's I think it's been good that we can explore all these different areas of technology. And now tonight we get to have fun and say, here's all the stuff we really, really, really like. (laughs) Yes, because
0: we're all geeks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anyone else? It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick what your favorite, like to yeah. limit, okay, here are my three favorite technologies. And then to think about, oh, I, I tried to limit it by, okay, what are the things that I use the most often? And it's just, man, that list could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily my favorites, but they're things that I have to use, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I had, a, I had a, an interesting time sitting down, like, what are the things that really bring me joy in the tech world? And that mm-hmm. was, uh, that's how I came up with my three.
3: Yeah, I I had to do the same thing. I had, to, I had to sit down and say, so what do I use all the time that I can't live without?
4: Mm. And mm-hmm. that's
3: how I boiled it down, although I did move a few things around. Yes, but the order of okay. things.
5: But <laughs> I guess I looked at it from the point of view of what, at the time, made the biggest impression on me of, mm. wow, this is mm. changing my way I do things. Mm. So that's kind of where I started with mine.
6: I would throw out first of all that I'm just thankful for the podcast because this was my introduction as a co-host for the for SQPN, and yep. then that got me into doing uh, the secrets of Star Wars. So um, I'm thankful for this podcast because this was my this was my first kind of foray into this whole adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I chose I chose them purely based on what I get super fun enjoyment out of mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with with my family or or even by myself. So how,
4: b- how about you, Jack? What was your criteria? Um I definitely leaned partially on uh what got me into tech in the first place and mm. partially on nostalgia for tech that I've grown up with that had a big mm. impact
1: on my life okay. It kind of sounds like we're all doing the Marie, Marie Kondo you wheel. Know, what right. brings me joy? <laughs> <laughs> what sparks joy? But not throw it away. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, the things that don't spark joy, I've, I've, I've uh, given away on like Facebook Marketplace
2: and that sort of stuff. <laughs> or just logged out of and never gone back to, right? Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, my picks were things that, when I look back over my over my life, that sounds really dramatic. When I look back, though, the things that really I I look back most fondly on the things that really uh, were formative, or that I just wish I still had today that I don't have anymore. That the things that have great memories attached to them. Uh, I mean, I love my iPhone. I love my iMac. You know, the, these the tools I have today, I I totally you know, would would pick. But I kind of wanted to think back, you know. What, what really were things that changed things for me? So, um, so that's where, I, where mine goes. So let's, let's – enough of the preliminaries. Let's get into it. Jack, why don't we go with you first? What, was, what is your first pick for favorite tech of all time?
4: All right. My number one pick is going to be um, Linux, Linux operating systems, and Ubuntu desktop in general.
3: Because that
4: is really was my entry point into doing something with the computer beyond just using it as an everyday user. Um, I had an old Compaq laptop. I don't think Compaq even exists anymore that had no. Windows ME on it and mm. it was barely running. It cool. still had a floppy drive in it, which was pretty cool. Um, and a CD drive. So it was fancy. Mm-hmm. And I put, uh, Ubuntu. It was probably 9.04 at that point. Um, put that up on there and ran that. And that was my first entry into open source software. Um, and then tinkering around with computers. So. That's my first pick.
1: That's awesome. Awesome,
2: which he totally stole from me, and I didn't get to put on mine because I waited too long to make my list.
0: <laughs> you lose, you lose. Aww. <laughs> you get sniped. <laughs> it's gonna be a double pick. <laughs> awesome, great, Father Andrew. What's your first pick for favorite tech?
6: You know, mine is in a similar line as Jack. Uh, my pick is Windows 95. So I actually have the... <laughs> oh, wow. so, so this is the instruction we, manual for the Windows 95. I'm showing it off manual, to the panel. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait, is that like an actual legal copy of Windows 95? Those exist? <laughs> yeah.
6: This is not VMware. In fact, the actual tower is sitting downstairs in my basement right now, and it still works. Mm. So <laughs> that, impressive. I mean, like... Technology nowadays is sort of like meant to break after, you know, one or two years. So you buy the newer thing. But this thing Mm -hmm. is like a beast. So um, but I, I pick it because it was it's in the same line as Jack that it was like it was our first family computer. By the way, it cost, with a printer, it cost, in fact, I have a price <laughs> quote here, too. It cost $3,727.50. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow.
0: And that's in 1990 what dollars?
6: <laughs> the, <laughs> right. And just to, to give a little more context, that was one gigabyte hard drive. And eight <sighs> megabytes of RAM. Wow, ninety-five. Yeah, <laughs> we'll so <need> more. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so for me, that was like our first family computer. And then when my parents upgraded to, I believe it was Windows, either ninety-eight or XP, they fixed their Windows ninety-five and gave it to me for Christmas. So this was the first computer that I got to like physically tear apart and like try to understand what was going on on the inside. And it sparked in me that desire to to understand technology in a deeper way. And to have fun. There, nice. were, there were some really cool games um, mm-hmm. on Windows 95. Space Quest 4 was my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> and side note there that that dealt with time travel. So that also feeds into my whole sci-fi, Star yeah. Wars, Star Trek, <laughs> Doctor Who yep. geekdom. Yep. Yep. So yep. Windows 95. That awesome. was the, the software that I could play with and not. And I didn't care if I wrecked it. I just figured it out. Nice.
0: Cool. Does anybody else have any fond memories of Windows 95?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, fond memories. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, I, I do kind of have fond memories. Although I eventually settled with Windows ninety eight SE for that generation of OSs, but I remember I was in the Air Force when ninety five came out, and I bought the thirteen floppy box of Windows ninety five, <laughs> oh the yep. upgrade. Yeah, uh, and it was because. The system I had bought was a 486 that came with Windows 3.1, which Windows 3.1 worked, but 95 was a big upgrade to Windows mm-hmm. 3.1. I mean, it was, it it the word revolutionary is thrown around, but it definitely changed the way you used at least it's, Windows-based computers. Wasn't right. that
6: the first one that you had, I mean, uh, the mouse and the user interface, that was kind of
1: what we know today in, in Windows? Mm-hmm. The start button yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of lot of stuff that came over from three one to, to ninety five. You know, location of the X you know, the close buttons and all that. And you know, a lot of the base and you could make Windows ninety five look like Windows three one if you really wanted to. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but you could. Like
4: Windows
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could go the other way around too. But it was uh yeah, it was a big improvement over three one. Nice.
5: Yeah, I started with Windows two point Uh, and so no, not many people remember it being around and I'm sure there was a windows one somewhere, but yeah, when (laughs) 95 came out, that was a, oh wow, this is a big deal. So Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Joanne, what's your
0: pick for favorite tech of all time?
3: Well, I've always been a television addict, ever since I was a child, and my parents put a TV in my room at the age of, like, four. So Keep her busy. Yeah, really, as an only child of older parents, it was like, yeah. ooh, good, she can watch this. Um, So everything that I've liked in tech sometimes has has been revolving around television. So... I was a big, I went from the HBO box to cable and then cable wasn't good enough. So I said, okay, my friends in California are all telling me about this wonderful product called a TiVo. So, all right, it's better than cable. It'll allow me to do a whole bunch of different things. So I got a TiVo bolt and I loved this thing. You could put a cable card in it. You could hook it up to an antenna. It didn't matter. It would do, it it, the thing about it was that it would stop the commercials. <laughs> I wanted that feature of not always having to scroll through commercials. Um, and I, there was a lot of things. I mean, it, it had its ups and downs, but it was a great little machine. And it was the one thing that got me to really think about cord cutting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this was like my gateway into finally cutting the cord from cable and going into starting to do the streaming thing. Now, at my age, you would think, well, you know, I'm, I'm just used to sitting there and letting the TV roll all night, but I'm not, I, I want to see good programming and I want to see it on my own time. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So the, you can't get these anymore, unfortunately. I still have one if somebody wants because <laughs> I can't use it anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's because it's, I've gone on to bigger and better things. Um, but it really is a, a it was a wonderful device to, to sort of help you to own your own TV watching instead of letting somebody else tell you what to watch at what time.
0: So I had a TiVo that I got, I think it was 2000 or 2001. It was a Sony branded TiVo. And Ooh. I loved that 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 box and it had I you know, I upgraded it with bigger hard drives and it would hold uh, you know, days and days worth of programming and it was fantastic. And it let me tell you when when it became really important for me was and this is kind of a downer, but nine eleven, when nine eleven happened, mm. it, for those of you who remember, they, for weeks, it was wall-to-wall news coverage. There was mm-hmm. nothing but news on. And it got really heavy after a while. And finally, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I, I'm i like, what have I got on the TiVo? And I've realized I had like 30 episodes of The Simpsons. And I just oh, turned on The okay. Simpsons. And I <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. And it was such a great relief. And that back then, that was... Like Unless you own DVDs or v- VHS mm-hmm. tapes of mm-hmm. stuff, the, that was really the only way you could watch the like, stuff. was We didn't stream stuff. It wasn't just available online. Uh, and so I really appreciate TiVo being the original DV- – well, TiVo and what was the other one? Uh, the, there was There's always two and one loses. <laughs> TiVo was having yeah. to be the winner on that one. Right. Uh, <laughs> I forget what they were, are something or other. Revolutionary. I forget what it is. Anyway, but TiVo won. And uh, and but it was great to have TiVo and I'm and it's I think it ushered in an era in which people decided, I want to be able to watch TV when I want, how I want and really gave us things like the iTunes store with with, you know, you could buy mm-hmm. TV shows and movies and, and everything else that came with it.
3: And where I want, because it also yeah. had an app, although the app wasn't the greatest thing, but <laughs> it, it's that thing now where everybody's mimicked that so whatever you have, you can watch it on an app, on whatever.
1: Well, you could say, Dom, that our Plex servers are very much extensions of that. Oh, yes. 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 Definitely. Yes. I just got into that this week. So <laughs> oh, super excited about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ha-
0: yeah. Plex servers and all of that, like all the, the media center stuff. I remember Windows Media Center, all that stuff, all kind of came after TiVo really proved that, you know, I mean, we, we, it became a verb. We TiVo stuff you know that mm-hmm. was in the 2000s uh it was a it was it had become a verb by then so yeah that is a that is a great pick it's a very it's it was a th- as, as a personal pick but also in general as a tech pick it really changed the uh the
2: landscape awesome all right thomas you're up what's your pick all right so my pick for number one is 3d printing just the whole concept of it in general um I, it's it's still in its infancy and that's the thing that really just blows my mind is the things that you can accomplish with 3d printing right now and the fact that it's just starting like we are just starting to touch the tip of the iceberg with what it's capable of uh so you know i have my 3d printer uh, my industry uh if anybody's interested in getting one i definitely recommend it uh it's cheap it's under $200 sometimes like right around the $200 mark and uh, the filaments cheap. That's the thing that really messes with people's heads. Uh, I can get like a kilogram of filament for about fif- uh, 15 bucks and um, it'll last me for a good long time. I make many figures with it. I've made shelf uh, supports for my wife that, you know, things have broken in the house and I'll say, I can print that and I'll go and design it and print <laughs> it. And it, the the concept of taking an idea from your brain Designing it in the computer and then printing it out on a machine, it will completely change your life. I love it.
0: Mm, that is true. That's yeah, awesome. The past year, we've seen that, like with where they, the guys three D print designed uh, uh, respirators and mm-hmm. all that. The, the yeah. and last week we talked about on the show about some guys who, do, like a, a TikToker, complained about he has Parkinson's. He he can't open his pill bottles, so a bunch of people just. Got together and designed a a revolutionary new pill bottle for people who have trouble manipulating small things. Yeah, it is amazing.
2: It, it really is, and it's it's a game changer because you know you can uh, the I, the thing that I think a lot of people miss is that it's great for prototyping because I can make a one off thing and I don't have to put together a whole factory to do it. I design something, I make it, it fails, and that's all right. I just go redesign it. Oh, I know what was wrong now. I redesign it, and put it back on the board. A couple hours later, I got a new thing and it it can fail 20 times. And that's just a few hours worth of work to get to a final product that does work.
4: I really like the concept of open source hardware and open source Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blueprints. That whole idea really fascinates me.
0: Right. And and that the revolutionary uh, inexpensive technology that anyone can have really opens the door to that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Great pick. Uh, Father Corey, what's your pick?
1: So I'm going to, like uh, others, I'm going back to a computer of my childhood. It's not my first computer, however. Or not the first computer we had as a kid when I was a kid. We had originally a Texas Instruments 99.4A was our first computer. Oh, yeah. And that was a fun old computer, of course, because it was two kids playing with it, two young, you know, lower elementary school kids. It didn't last very long. (laughs) Yeah. So my parents got what has become still to this day my favorite computer. The Commodore 64, Commodore yeah. 64. <laughs> that was my elementary, junior high, high school computer. And I played on it. I programmed it. I used it for class, classwork. I, I love that thing. And, you know, to this day, I have one. It's right now it's in a box somewhere from my move over the summer. But it it's uh it's a, just was, it was, of course, at the time it came out in 1983, it was the the top-of-the-line home computer you could get. It had the best graphics available. It had the best sound available. And oh, by the way, it was cheaper than about anything else on the market except the really, really low-end things like, you know, the ZX Spectrum or something like that. You know, it was the best you could get. It had its flaws. The the floppy drives were slow relative speaking because of a bug from a previous generation that Commodore's like well we don't want to break backward compatibility so we're just not going to fix this great um but it was it for again for the time it was powerful it it had a whopping 1 megabyte processor <laughs> or a mega, mega, megahertz processor it had a whole 64 kilobytes of memory but uh within a couple of years of coming of coming out the Geos operating system, graphic environment operating system came out that looked a lot like the original Mac OS, and operated much like the original Mac OS. On this computer, it was, and that's what I would use. I'd write all my you know high school papers on on that graph on the Geos system, and it w- it had a word processor, spell checker. You could get a calc program. You could get a um, programming actually you could make your own programs work in an, an actual IDE uh, integrated development environment so it was it was a very powerful little computer and i used the heck out of it and i loved it and i still play games off of it and <laughs> you it's can just buy fantastic.
0: them you can buy uh, like replicas with there where yes. it's, it's all integrated you could do it'll it'll play all the old uh software
1: yeah they they've they've got it now where you can plug in you know sd cards and it'll pull you know Disk images or That's any of that awesome. kind of stuff, and you can prog- you know save to it and everything. It's it's and there's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of retro development for the Commodore 64. People are doing new things with it. Um, it's it's really impressive. There there one of the big pushes now is to there's a lot of chips in it that are cu- that were custom made by Commodore of the time that you can't get anymore, at least brand new. So there's a real push to create new versions of these chips using like FPGAs and things like that. So that we have new, you know, when your when your video chip dies in the Commodore, you can get a new one.
0: Wow, because a lot of this stuff was what's uh, it, it, not surface mount, but uh, like you could you could replace these yourself. They're like through
1: mount, I guess it is. Some some well, there's some of them are you know through mount soldered in. Some of them they did have uh, sockets. Okay depending, depending on, you know, when Commodore was really bad for depending on who the guy was that actually assembled your computer at which factory at which time, <laughs> depend on what parts you might find in there sometimes. Oh, but, wow.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Good pick. I like that. It, uh, it, it mirrors mine, but we'll get to that after Pat gives her pick. What's your What's your uh, first pick for a favorite tick of all time?
5: I guess I've used computers since 66, but the thing that gave me the most Excitement was my first iPad because I could carry this thing around and I could do all almost everything I was doing on a regular computer in a portable fashion. And it just was real exciting to me. And it was I I have continued to upgrade and get new iPads. But that standard size iPad has been my favorite toy of all time. Um, now, there are things that are newer that are, that are fun also but that was i guess to me just such a amazing fun thing that i didn't expect
0: right yeah i agree it's it was the first computing device that felt like the future like mm. we, we've always had the computers but this felt like you you it, you touch it and you manipulate it on with your fingers and you can type on the screen it just it felt so super futuristic when they came out yeah
5: and I've, I remember Bella playing on mine way <laughs> That's back right. when. Right, my daughter yeah.
0: Isabella playing that when she was very little.
1: We, you know, we we could be like Picard and have the pads where we can actually read things off of yeah. a tablet. Yeah,
0: except Picard had stacks of them that you didn't even think of. You could have multiple documents on one. On a single pad. pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I loved that when <laughs> we did see that.
3: <laughs> I, I just love the iPad because especially the Pro. Because today I was rendering video on my laptop and I was using my pro to continue doing research because I didn't want to I didn't want to interrupt the flow. (laughs) So, I mean, being able to use it as another computer is a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing.
0: Yeah. My daughter's, uh, you know, like my my second daughter, Sophia, we got her an iPad as a as a school computer to do her work on. But it's I gave her my old one. And it had the Apple Pencil. And she started drawing with it. And. Mm. In in just a mm-hmm. few months, her her drawing, which all her drawings are of Star Wars figures, uh, her dry, her <laughs> drawings have become amazing. She's like all these amazing skills: the shading, the color, the mm-hmm. and it's just like it's really helped her express herself artistically, creatively in this way that she she never was like her other her siblings all do you know drawing on paper and that sort of stuff. That wasn't for her for whatever reason, but this really gave her this outlet so it's fantastic
4: um i think for kids growing up um that's going to be all they're really going to know like my son who is four he does not understand the concept of a screen that is not a touch screen yes right mm-hmm. if something's paused on the tv and there's the play button on there he'll go up and try to touch it and i'm like it's not a touch screen he's like what do you mean it's not a touch screen all screens are all screens.
2: that's how computers work dad come on Yeah.
0: well let me tell you even me sometimes i'll look i'll be reading a magazine and i'll tap Oh. The, the side of the magazine <laughs> Oh wait, no,
1: no, no I have to Let's actually move the, the page <laughs> Pinching pinch uh, zoom doesn't work on a magazine Yeah, because uh, yeah, right. yeah, I'm,
0: I'm old I need that bigger, please
2: <laughs> It's it's funny trying to teach kids how to use Computers after they've gotten so used to that Because there's things they just don't understand And so, you know, the, my, my favorite Moments are, are the touch screen things Where they, they don't realize that And then I'm like, no, 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 you have to use your mouse to click it And then they'll pick the mouse up And, and put the mouse against this, the screen yeah. it's like, no. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> no, no, wait, hold on. That's not what I meant.
1: And, then, um, <laughs> and, and of course, yeah, every Star Trek geek is immediately going, hello, computer. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: And the other thing that really that's really interesting is the saving of files. It's because the iPad takes care of it for you. Like, you know, they don't realize that there's a whole thing going on behind there. Yes. Uh, and so when you try to teach them about saving files, it just blows their mind. They don't really mm-hmm. understand how that works.
6: Right. Right. Yes. That is so true. One of the other cool things that I would just point out about that is the the voice capabilities um in mm-hmm. Siri, you know, and uh my dad uh is no longer in the diaconate program he he's discerned out, but when he was in it, he actually bought an iPad pro to write his papers for the the the, the diaconate program because my dad is a a hunt and peck kind of typer <laughs> and so the the voice recognition really helped him mm. to be able to write write his papers so i mean mm. and even just using Siri for For various tasks is is really, uh, really awesome, actually, how they've and then with even the other the other ones, the uh, Amazon Alexa and, you know, those sorts of things. So
5: I was going to say my brother in law uh, has had a a essential tremors problem. And uh, after it got really bad, the iPad really was something he could manipulate to some degree Mm -hmm. with his hands and voice. And yeah. yes, things like that for the people who have a disability are a real big help because they're lightweight; they don't have to worry about heaviness and that type of thing.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. the the i i I don't think any of us I don't see in our list any of us picked any of the voice assistants, but just the ability to control your mm-hmm. uh, your your world around you, the lights, the you know uh, the appliances with your voice to talk to them, like like star trek (laughs) you know it's like you talk to the computer (laughs) i I wish it were a little more like it we'll get we'll get there eventually can't
6: you can't you make like alexa respond to different wake words like can't you make her respond to computer you can You can, you you can
0: i was gonna do it and then i realized how often i say computer like it would be really just be crazy but if i had a, if i had a child whose name was like that i don't want to say it out loud the thing will beep uh but if i had yeah. like a child whose name was anything close to that i would change you can do echo computer or the a word uh so yeah, yeah. we've trained the my kids uh, just a tangent my train my kids and my wife to whenever we're referring to it to not use the a word but to always refer to it as echo that way we, mm-hmm. you know, so we reserve mm-hmm. the word for Hold only on. invoking the deity in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're You're it's, <laughs> yes. it's
1: bad enough, you know, with, the, with with Google, anything that sounds like, hey, G, mm-hmm. yes. immediately, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. So this has come around to me. I get to pick my favorite tech of all time. And my favorite tech is my beloved apple 2gs computer that i had uh in the m- mid to mid 80s and i had it around like the late 80s to the early 90s uh when it was uh well let's just say it disappeared around the same time as a, a roommate who uh w- we ended on not so good terms <laughs> so no, i'm not accusing shame. anyone of anything but uh, right. uh i think it was an accident actually someone was helping him move out and they didn't realize that uh, it was by that point, I had a Mac and he, it was in the basement. And I think they took it. So uh, I was very sad afterwards. But the Apple IIgs was such a great it was the first real like mass market color GUI computer like you had it, that it was before the Mac. It was there. It had a, a, a color mouse interface. Uh, it had amazing games. I, I always talk about the games because, you know, because you know, mm-hmm. I was I was mm-hmm. in but Load Runner, Choplifter, yeah. Civilization 2, all the way back then, there was a Apache helicopter which seemed so real at the time. Like this is like <laughs> flying a real helicopter. The graphics were amazing. You know, uh Flight Sim when Microsoft still made mm-hmm. Flight Sim for the for Apple products. Uh just I loved those things. I even had uh the actual like I had a throttle and stick for play in flight sims i was in a flight sim group online it was just it was uh, uh it was awesome just a, a great computer and even um I, I remember some one of the peripherals i had i love this thing it was so it seemed so futuristic it was a card you could get for it and i i had to i googled to find out what it was because i couldn't remember exactly it's the applied engineering ram keeper from Carrollton, texas they and you could have up to five megabytes of solid state storage in a battery powered RAM disk. Now, when I say wow. battery powered, it had a gel cell that looked like you ripped it out of a motorcycle, sitting on your <laughs> desk, plugged <laughs> into the back of this card, like so that it would maintain power in between you when the computer was off. So you you basically had like this this always on drive, so you didn't have to have to reboot. You just put your system on it, and so then the the floppy drives were for you know your programs. Uh, it was I loved that computer. It was awesome, and uh, I do miss it. Uh, it was it was it was such a great you know early it was my intro essentially I I I had used apples before that uh, at school and that sort of thing but this was my first my computer so mm. and and I do think yeah. father it it probably cost like more than a <laughs> a, a, a good iMac today like your uh, Windows ninety five computer so <laughs> yeah uh, I, I remember that.
1: Well, you know, it was it was funny when I was in high school and this was early 90s, you know, the small town Culbertson High School uh, until mid 90s when they started, you know, more grants and stuff were available for technology advancement. Their computer lab was full of Apple twos. It was a computer, you know, with the monochrome Uh screen and the two Uh two disk drives underneath the screen and everything, you know, the stereotypical Apple II setup. Mm-hmm. which i kind of kicked myself that i didn't try to get one of those when they changed them out but that's mm. another story <laughs> um but uh the teacher he had a 2gs that was his computer But oh, yeah. <laughs> we all had to use the monoch- monochrome apple twos he got the 2gs he yep. had a nice computer
0: yep <laughs> yeah that that's true there was a my the first apple computer i used was an apple two plus maybe uh in a in, in a uh drawing class in high school that uh it was a technical drawing class and it had a graphics tablet with a pen mm. attached by a cord and it was sixteen bit you could make circles and you could draw squares <laughs> and draw lines and it seemed like the most amazing thing ever uh for the time and this is like nineteen eighty two i guess but yeah, you know, so uh yeah the great stuff all right so that's our first round of picks i do want before we get to our second round i do want to Take a moment to thank our patrons, who make it possible for us to have 100 episodes of The Secrets of Technology so far, Uh, including this time Lavinia S., Christian B., Clarice R., Ray M., and Aaron M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. Now's a great time to become a StarQuest patron, thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter. When you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com give, by the way, tax deductible in the US, we are a 501c3. When you become a new Patreon uh, patron, the first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor. So if you become a new patron at, say, $10 a month, after three months, our donor will give $30 to StarQuest to support all our shows, including this one, which makes your gift go even further. So if you've been thinking of becoming a StarQuest patron, now's the time. Visit sqpn.com give today. All right, that brings us to our second round of picks of our favorite tech of all time. So Jack, what's your second pick for favorite tech?
4: So I really like my iPhone, and I like that you can have anything on it. It's got a camera, you can play videos on it, you can listen to music on it but i kind of miss my old ipod mini the black and white screen mm. and the click wheel
0: oh yeah i that
4: simplicity mm, where yeah. you could hold like a thousand songs on it and that was a big deal all it did was play music there was no spotify or anything like that i just yeah. miss that simplicity
0: i remember i had a i had one of the one of the original ipods i think it was one of the first generation it had a firewire interface and and, and all that and it just it was solid it felt solid in your hand i love that feel of the click wheel you know, turning hmm. it. Yeah, that was a great little device. It just felt so good. And it, it it was just so cool, like you said, to carry a thousand songs in your pocket. Yeah.
4: the worst thing about it was that uh, if you listen to albums like Dark Side of the Moon it didn't do the track joining at the end so you get like a half second cut in between everything and Uh, I like to listen to a lot of those long concept albums so that was the worst part about Uh, it but I missed that thing
2: I'll tell you a a very interesting thing that uh, a lot of people don't know about that if you have any kind of electric field thing going on with your body you can ruin those things because my wife every single time I got one of those I would keep her from touching them because she would touch it and it would be destroyed.
3: Like just would not work <laughs> oh, funny.
2: It because it has that kind of haptic um, electric feel to it. You know, when you, yeah. when you touch the wheel mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually click, it's just you're moving your finger around on it. So something about her energy field, like, just destroyed those things every single time she got her hands on them.
0: Wow, have you ever have you read any Harry Dresden novels? Because in those, like, wizards destroy technology. (laughs) Right. So maybe your wife's a wizard.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I've had
2: this debate with her at times.
5: (laughs) My mom used to do the same thing with watches. She never could keep a watch. Mm -hmm. We tried pendant watches. We tried wrist watches. We tried pocket watches. Everyone would run for about a day and then they would die, mm-hmm. never Ooh. to be resurrected. I think I detect an, a future episode of Jimmy Aiken's
6: Mysterious World on this oh. one. There
0: we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Such
5: an electric personality. <laughs> there you go. Man.
6: And I think one of my favorite things about the iPod, especially those, the, the older ones, was like they were just a natural progression from like mixtape yep. to, mm-hmm. uh, mm. I, I mean, my, my primary mode was creating a, a CD. And burning a cd with with certain songs that i liked but then you could only fit maybe 10 songs 10 to 12 songs mm-hmm. i mean depending on the One's time right so so the the ipods were like oh you can do like yeah a thousand songs and so yeah. i can have my playlist be my my cd mix if you will and not have to swap through cds so those those are the good old days
1: well it was it's funny too how many knockoff MP3 players like mm-hmm. followed the iPod I in- <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say that's 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 exactly yeah. going to go for yeah.
3: yeah the the iPod was my gateway drug to Apple <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For many people, I think it was most people's yeah, gateway that was definitely what ours got too got me into um, the into the mode
0: Yep Yep, yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant move. I actually had a Diamond Rio MP3 player before that. I remember those. Had an SD card or something. I could put sixteen songs on that, and Mm -hmm. then it was like mind blowing to be able to do, you know, the iPod. I could still hear the music from the commercial. The first, the commercials were so so groundbreaking. You know, they so iconic. So
2: yeah, do you guys remember Uh, zip drives? Yeah, I, oh, yes. I, I had a new I had player one. that ran on a zip drive like you could. Wow. You could put the zip drive in. Wow. <laughs> so it was the a tape player, but it had actually like, mm-hmm. you know, extra capacity.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I remember the zip click of death. That's my yeah. memory of oh, zip yeah. drives. <laughs> <laughs> I have bad memories of zip drives. Awesome. All right. Good one. Good one, Jack. Uh, Father Andrew, what's your second pick?
6: So for my second pick, I'm going to come to the modern uh, decade and I'm going to talk about the Oculus Quest.
1: Mm, so mm
6: -hmm. the the reason that i choose this is i i got one a couple years ago and it's a vr headset made by facebook and the facebook thing i just kind of ignored for the fact that i get to have this amazing experience that's immersive so you know the whole idea is that you wear this headset and um you've got controllers in both your hands but you are you you feel like you're physically within the environment that you're that you're seeing you know so uh i love it because i get to uh, I mean, the Star Wars games in particular, um, there's Star Wars, there's Doctor Who, the Weeping Angels are scary, terrifying. (laughs) I've I've heard that just Um, (laughs) like I I literally had to take the headset off of my head when I encountered them the first time because it just it scared me so much. Nope. Uh, But it's it's I mean, it's just so amazing that the technology that's in that that you you feel like you're part of the story. So for me, especially with Star Wars, like I've been a Star Wars fan you know since uh since i was in probably junior high and and loved to read the books and watch the movies but with the oculus quest uh this is the first time that i actually felt like i was in star wars not just oh. observing or reading <laughs> you know so in in uh vader immortal you you get to use a lightsaber and you can use the force and it feels natural and it's just amazingly cool and you you're walking like along these uh these cliff faces and so I, I had to show my parents and like my mom was like looking over the edge and it freaked her out. You know, she's standing in our living room. You know, but, but the feeling that you're literally looking down just this cliff face is just so incredibly real. And and the technology behind it is absolutely amazing. So definitely that that would be my uh one of well, one of my favorite pieces of technology of all time and uh I can't recommend it highly enough minus the Facebook connection, but
1: kind of a necessary evil there. So, so Dom, you're 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 saying that uh, we're not going to do a secrets of Doctor Who on the the Quest uh, Weeping Angels game? huh? oh, you well. should
6: totally like go through that <laughs> together and record it all together. That would Let
1: be hilarious. You
3: Let me know when you do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love to try an Oculus, but I'm I'm motion sickness. I have motion sickness, oh, no. so I don't think I could yep. actually do that. By what yep. you're saying, how realistic it is. There, there
6: are some games that you can just sit down with and play really? sitting down. So actually, I think there's a, the Star Trek Bridge Commander. You can sit down and be the, the bridge captain. So there might there might be some option for you, but maybe not the (laughs) Star Wars or Doctor Who ones.
5: Well, And and there's uh, a lot of the games that you can say, I want it to be comfortable or I want it to be whatever. And and it adjusts the uh, perspective some Mm -hmm. so that you can choose things Mm -hmm. that are, you know, lots of nature stuff, lots of travel stuff, lots of those types of things without getting into the roller coasters or whatever. Yep. Yep. Because
3: I get I get motion sick in those 360 rooms right you know when mm-hmm. everything's around you it's like my yeah. peripherals yeah. borrow somebody's try it <laughs> yeah, and, and okay. then you yeah. don't have to
5: worry about spending money yeah. on it if you don't want <laughs> <Good>. it. <laughs> it, it it the the, the main <laughs> like visit. kind of uh
6: the, the the place where you like start in like your your home screen if you will mm-hmm. is like this super calm cabin kind of feel and then you can actually just sit there and watch youtube videos if you want so like you could, <laughs> you know, you could, I don't know if there are streaming apps for it, but you can just kind of watch, watch videos too.
5: Well, yeah, there's, there's places on there like big screen that you can pay for movies and rent them just like you would on iTunes and, and be in a group with other people, et cetera. So, and you're, you're not doing any moving around. You're just seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. So,
3: okay. There's hope for me yeah. The, yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. I was going to say that I remember um, the first time I tried that, uh, tried an Oculus and I was like, it's going to be cool, but it's not going to be what people say it is. And it really is mind blowing.
6: Yeah. yeah, I was very skeptical to start off with and was blown away.
4: Yeah, we're going
0: to have a, uh, an upcoming episode where we're going to uh, Pat and Father Andrew and I are going to talk about Oculus because uh, we, we just all got three. one here. So we uh, all three have one. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I figured out how to stream it to my Apple TV. So mm-hmm. that the kids yep. can watch while I'm while doing <laughs> while it. Oh, that's eagle. great. <laughs> yeah, they like to laugh at me. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the best, the best
2: videos of those are the ones where you're watching the person do something. And they're like leaning into a car, and then they just
5: fall
0: over. Yeah, that's why you want the video of us doing the Weeping Angels one. Exactly. <laughs> yes.
5: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When Darth Vader walked up behind me in, in Vader Immortal, oh, it was yeah. like ah. Oh.
6: <laughs> well, and, nice. and to like to have him walk towards you and see how tall he is even yeah. compared to me like it's it's reflective of like i'm 6'2 and i still had to look up to him
0: yes nice. david so, was six 6'9 yeah. and in the suit yeah. he's like seven feet so yeah yeah
1: that's awesome
0: i haven't done vader immortal yet i've been kind of saving it oh. until i have some time and i think maybe tomorrow i will tomorrow night maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll see but uh yeah now i really want to <laughs> good good yes pick. yes good yes, pick. yes. Joanne, what's your next pick?
3: I was gonna continue the TV mode, but I want to go to something that I feel is really freeing. I mean, I love my iPhone also, but I always I, I did not have a Dick Tracy any kind of affection <laughs> towards, but yet I love my Apple Watch. I do. It's what I want it to do is what it does. I have the cellular model so that I don't have to carry a brick in my pocket everywhere I go. And, you know, it has the health features. It has the fitness features. Um, To me, it's freeing. And the more I hear that it might become its own little phone is very intriguing to me. I think because I love my iPad, I would ditch a phone in order to, if I could have it on my wrist, because to me, that's that's what I need. Um, plus the fall feature. I'm old now, so you know <laughs> <laughs> the fall. Well, and and I people laugh at that, and then you hear the stories. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you yep. know about nice. I was in a car with water up to my nose, and my watch called emergency. You know, I mean these are this is a valuable device that has a little bit of a mind of its own, you know, and it can do for you when you can't your phone can't do that unless you shake it or you know do all kinds of other things but the watch will so it's just because it's a freeing thing and i think that's that's what i love about love it, love about it the most
0: i'm very optimistic for its future too like there there's been some rumors, and we'll talk about them in an upcoming episode uh, a little more oh, in good. more detail. But uh, like one of the things, the, they're getting very close to having the glucose monitoring, yeah, mm-hmm. through, you know a, a, a optical glucose monitoring through your skin, which it, it would be revolutionary for diabetics. Huge. Uh, then and then things like uh, the 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 new beta, and well, I don't want to get into details because I want to save this for next week. But there's a, the new beta for iOS coming out, which will uh, solve some of the problem of the mask face ID thing. If you have a watch and stuff like that, like I've been paying with Apple card, uh, Apple pay on my watch ever since pandemic struck. So that, because the people on the other side, they don't want to be taking my money, you know, they don't want to be handling everybody's money and cards and stuff. And it's just, I don't have to touch the keypad. I don't have to do anything. I just, my, I just put my wrists up. So yeah.
3: When I did that, when I did that before COVID, people would look at me like, ooh, now yeah. it's like, now it's like thumbs up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, it was, it was funny, though, when the Apple Watch first came out, I was, you know, of course, the first thought was, oh, Dick Tracy is coming to life. Um, you can watch it, videos. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, you know, I thought, though, what if this is the future? That we won't be carrying around, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a brick, a glass, and metal and plastic brick, but we will just have watches with earbuds, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, well, I mean, that's what Apple's aiming towards, obviously. And glasses. And I think they would almost, <laughs> you know, and glasses. And glasses. Yeah. yeah.
6: I'd, I, 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 suspect that that's what not going to happen though. Like, I actually prefer my regular watch over an Apple Watch, and I, and I use my Apple Watch for working out. And, and in fact, I mean, that's for me, that's the biggest draw is I like I used it on my triathlon. So I, I swam with it. I biked with it. I I ran with it and it tracked it all and heart rate and everything. But for ordinary wear, I definitely prefer my my nicer uh, uh, automatic watch.
3: Well, it's funny that you say that because pre covid when I would dress up for work, <laughs> um, I would wear I would alternate it with a regular watch. but. Now this thing has been in my wrist on my wrist for eleven months, and mm-hmm. I can't see going without it anymore,
0: yeah, I was skeptical Apple watches at first. I'm like, this isn't for me i don't I don't see a use for it in my life. Then, after a couple of generations, they'd added enough stuff to it where it felt like this has some meaning for me, and I love the ability to just to get like notifications and, and and do things without having to pick up my phone and, and potentially get pulled into something else. I could just look at my watch. Uh, I see I got a notification. I got a Slack from Jack. OK, he's taking care of things on the website. Thank you, by the way, Jack, for saving the website today. <laughs> if you tried to get to SQPN on the Wednesday afternoon, you have <laughs> noticed there was issues. Uh, but, you know, I can I can I, I could do things. I can get a lot done just with my watch, and I really love that so uh, it is it is interesting though that there is a generational uh nostalgia or or kind of hearkening back whether it's uh, uh, analog or not smart watches or records versus mp3s and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff it's very interesting mm-hmm. to see. All right. Father Corey. Uh, I'm sorry. Thomas, you're next. Uh, so I didn't mean to p- skip you. <laughs> <Yeah>, That's <works>. right. <laughs> skip a generation. Uh, yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> well, I don't think it's that much. We're not that, we're not that far off. From uh, <laughs> uh, no, I. Uh, so for my pick, I picked um, the Python programming language, uh, nice. which uh, that was kind of my entry. When I first got started uh, with programming, I, I was already a teacher. I, was, I already had kind of a career going and... Uh, was just dabbling in web design, and then i I, I got bored with web design because there just there was only so much you could do, and it basically ended up just being like you know you wrote a script, and that was it and so I, I figured there 's got to be more to this there 's got to be something different and I started looking into programming languages, so I picked up java, Java, Ruby, and uh, Python and tried to learn them all and and then I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to go with Python because Python was easy. And literally, if you can write uh, a series of instructions on a napkin, you can write Python code. And that's that's just how simple it is. And it's one of the most powerful languages out there at the moment. Uh, it gets used virtually everywhere. I think anybody who knows how to code knows a little bit of Python at the very least to just be able to get some quick things done. Uh, again, with the kind of prototyping concept. So... Uh, for for me, this was like my entry into the world, the deeper world of computers, of, of security, of design, of the way things work. Uh, and, you know, I was I was a reading teacher before all before all of my entry into tech. <laughs> so this, that's kind of, you know, it, it fits so perfectly because you can actually read the code and it makes sense. It's not like um, this archaic, weird uh self-referencing odd thing. You can actually read the code and understand <laughs> what it does. And it has, you know, context and main ideas and
1: everything to it. So definitely Python uh, as a language is fantastic. You know, I, I've, I've uh, dipped my toes in a lot of computer languages between basic off the Commodore 64 and assembly language and uh, Ada, if you're familiar with that one, that's the one the military fell in love with for a few years until they realized, no, it's really not that great of a programming language. But anyways, uh, <laughs> C plus um, plus, PHP, you know. So I, I've done a bunch of different programming languages, and I'm kind of I'm working on a project that I hope someday will end up on on as an actual website uh, in Python, and it really is a great, easy language, especially if you have any grounding in any programming language like Basic. It's easy to pick up and kind of figure out what it's doing. You know, you, you you learn the okay, you do this to create a function, you do this to create a procedure, you do this, you do this, you do this. Okay, got it.
0: Nice. Nice. Um Pat, what was your first language that you learned?
5: Uh Neat3. It's a assembly language for a NCR computer.
1: Oh, okay. And
5: then I got to do one that had macros in it. We could actually <laughs> do more than one little tiny command at a time. And then after that, when I finally got into the state, we did database languages basically, Fox uh, Dbase, Foxbase, uh, Foxbase Pro, uh, or Fox Pro, pardon me. And then uh, on into, I never got into C or some of the others. That by that time, I had moved into networking and personal computer stuff but yeah I, I i've had many many years as a programmer and i finally stopped programming in my sleep <laughs> i used to do that you know people say you can't read while you're asleep no that's not true oh, i used can. to program in my sleep yeah yeah assembly was was a real challenge it really was but i did that for five years oh
0: i remember, i've tried my hand at a lot of languages i started with basic like like father cory mentioned i tried to the uh, assembly for 6502 for the old apple twos uh that didn't get far but uh, i've always i've always i've tried a lot of pascal um i keep trying i keep going back uh, maybe i'll try python this time we'll see it's the best <laughs> give, of the shot, yeah, yeah, it really give it is. a shot man yeah really. really it. all right I, I, I will, impre-
1: i'm really impressed by it
0: i will give it a shot and it introduced my kids to it i want them to program
1: All right, Father Corey, you are next. What is yours? So I am going with something, actually, Pat, that goes back to way back when you kind of first started on computers, but has grown to be worldwide. And I can guarantee you that every single person on this panel has something that is running this thing, this operating system. And it's the Unix operating system. Now I see I'm doing singular. But there's actually Unix-based operating systems, and there are Unix-like operating systems. Now, Jack mentioned one of the Unix-like operating systems because Linux is technically not a real Unix, it's not licensed Mm -hmm. by, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Unix is an actual commercial product. But Unix was developed late 60s into the 70s and was one of the first widespread, multi-user, multitasking, easily available operating systems. And it took off like wildfire. Um, I think it started out on the uh, uh, PDP systems, the de- old deck uh, PDP systems, and eventually was made cross-platform and went gangbusters. Now, I say that, you know, and, and when I started getting into, into Unix was as a server, and for many, many years, it was a server operating system. You know, you had Sun Microsystems had their Solaris, which is what I started out with with the Air Force. IBM had AIX. You had uh, DEC had their their version, DEC Unix, and so on. That's Digital, by the way, if, for those who don't remember the Digital Alphas. That's DEC, um, and so on. So all these different Unixes are being developed, uh, but eventually Unix, Linux, excuse me, Linux came out, and Linux, like I said, is the most well known of the the Unix-like operating systems. It's the most common, you know, what I just saw today, like 70% of web servers are running a Linux variant of some sort. You know, so it's everywhere. Android phones are based on a a Linux variant. So it's it's Linux kernel, the, the, the main basis of the operating system with the Android tool set on top of it. There's also, there, however, there's a distinction here. Linux is a Linux like Unix, like there's an operating system that is an official Unix, it is a licensed Unix that I think each and every one of us are using. Mac OS, iOS, you know, the TVOS, watch OS,
0: yeah. Um,
1: Darwin, the kernel for Mac OS and iOS and all that is a Unix. Mac OS is a Unix, a le- legal licensed Unix, which is really, really cool. So the only thing is Windows 10 is not a Unix. It can interface with Unix, but it uses the NT kernel, you know, from Windows NT1, 3.1, 3.5, 4.0, that tree. So that's a Microsoft thing. But it's incredible how this former server operating system that was designed as a server operating system is now used on the vast majority of smartphones, pretty much all smartphones, it's used on a large number of computers, you know, home computers. It's pretty impressive what what uh, Unix can do. And like I said, I started out with it in the Air Force doing server administration. I set up my computer, that that one computer that had Windows 3.1, then later Windows 95. Well, that became a Linux box eventually because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn Unix better. And that was obviously a free way to do it. I think that was forty floppy drive floppy disks when I downloaded that <laughs> first version of Slackware Linux in 1996. I think it was. So, but it's just it's exploded, and it's and Unix is everywhere. These Unix or Unix-like operating systems are in your set-top boxes. They're in your car. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. It's surveillance
5: amazing. systems. Surveillance <laughs> systems. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. They're
1: embedded, embedded systems. Home systems. You name it.
0: Awesome. That is a great pick. That is great. I mean, another one of those technologies that's changed everything. So, Pat,
5: what is your second pick? Well, since most of my things that y'all that y'all have been talking about, uh, you've already included these, I'm going to use a combination. Basically, I just got a Quest 2 back in October. And with the watch, paired with the Quest, paired with an app that runs on the Quest, That's kind of what I'm going to be talking about, and that is I am 73. I don't like to exercise. I have never been an exerciser. The most (laughs) exercise I've ever done is bowling. Well, I take it back. I did do racquetball for a couple of years. I don't like to exercise. I don't like to go walking. The Quest has changed that dramatically. There is an app that's on there called Supernatural. They could have used a better name as far as I'm concerned, but that's what they're calling it. Basically, it's like you've got a personal coach that comes on for a session. You are standing in gorgeous places, like you're, uh, you're at the Galapagos Islands, or you're on uh, looking up at Tibet, or you're looking, uh, you're in uh, uh, Iran or uh, the desert or Death Valley. And then you've got all of this licensed, well-known music by in lots of genres. And you can pick, like, do I want a 20-minute session or do I want an 8-minute session? Or there's meditative sessions or there's stretching exercises sessions. But then as you go through this, you're using the hand controllers as kind of a lance or a bat. And then you start getting the old, you know, targets coming at you. And you get a lot of upper body, lower body, because you're squatting, you're lunging, you're stretching, you're hitting, you're trying to get it with power, you're looking for accuracy, and your heart rate goes up, Mm. and it's addictive. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) And and it's like, I've never exercised. And now, for the last four months, I don't think I've missed more than two days at a time. Wow. And and I'm doing 30 to 40 an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, depending upon whether I do one short session one long session, or I do, sometimes I'll do a, a short session, a long session, and then I'll go play Beat Saber for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and Beat Saber is fun, but it, over time, you start using smaller movements with it to get better accuracy and get better scores. With Supernatural, you're exercising all over. And I was really surprised how how effective... I feel it is now for somebody who's an athlete, they're going to say it's not the same as going to a gym. But quite frankly, with my history of procrastination, (laughs) I have tried gym memberships. I don't make it to there more than a couple of times. And then I'm paying for a month that I've never used. And I can do this in a five by five or three by three because I can you can do it in a very small space. Um. and and it's easy to do. It doesn't matter whether it's raining or shining or or icing out there. And it, to me, it's been a big change for a seventy-something-year-old lady who's never exercised. And so, to me, that's the most exciting thing this year. Awesome. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've uh, I I've thought like, oh, I should have a treadmill or something so I could do exercise without having to go to a gym or something. But I have no room for that here. But with the with the Oculus, it's gonna that that'll be very different. That um. I'm pleased with that uh, idea of being able to. to
5: oh, and do that. and the the watch too. Basically, it's using your Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something else like that to keep track of your heartbeat and mm. and uh, to see. And the and the Quest itself has built in things for haptic, and so they can tell sense uh, how much power you're hitting and accuracy and all that. So that all rolls in together, and you can you can see the the progress in, in, in your past history, and it's it's really fun. Oh, they've also got a one month free trial, so you can try it out for a whole month before you've committed to paying for it. <laughs>
0: and once, yeah, you so. get addicted because it becomes a habit, which is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, thank you. That's a good one. So I'll I'll finish things up here with my uh, pick, and this was a tough one. I had to I kind of go back and forth on which one, but uh, since I already did the two GS, I'm not going to do the two C. That's a sneaky pick. I'm going to say uh-huh. instead. <laughs> This is really about online community in general, but I, I want to start by talking about the first online community that I really, really grew really, to really enjoy. Uh, it was originally called Apple Link Personal Edition, and then it became Apple Online, and then it became America Online AOL. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I oh, was a I chart I know that history. Yeah. It, and so it was originally Apple Link, which was an internal corporate uh, community, and then they they extended it out to... Users and and I was a charter subscriber to AOL. I remember when I quit, and they're like, "Do you you're going to give up your charter subscriber, you know, status?" I'm like, "I'll <laughs> I'll survive," uh, but um, but it was such a great experience. From there, and I went to CompuServe uh, after that, and it was such a great experience. The first time I encountered people who were. You know, who were not local to me that I had similar interests and I could interact with. I mean, that's this podcast is an example of that. You know, I've been in the same room with half of you, or more, well, actually, four out of six of you uh, at one point or <laughs> another, but all of you, except for one, I've I, I came to know through online the community through that, that, that experience. And uh, Pat, I came to know you because I married your daughter. But that's yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In case anybody's wondering, what, what who the seventh is, the sixth person is. Uh, so, uh, but AOL was the beginning It had these community groups and and you know people with shared interests. And I loved the graphical interface; that was really cool. I know that there were commu- online communities before that. There were news groups and BBSs and that sort of stuff. But this was really the first widespread consumerization. Of this of this technology that really connects us, and I know it has its problems today social media uh that that exists, but there's so much good that came about with this from the beginning and that continues to happen, and so I don't want to forget that, and that's why I make this my uh my second pick of my favorite tech of all time
1: so there's there's a Commodore connection to this Apple link. Oh, yeah, it was developed in conjunction with a company called Quantum Computing. Quantum Computing made Quantum Link, which was an online system for the commodore sixty four including graphical interface and so on. They also even had an online if you remember the old point and click like maniac mansion uh Lucas films or LucasArts Arts uh, mm-hmm. point and click they actually had developed an online game with Lucas Arts
3: for this quantum link
1: on the Commodore 64. Sadly, I didn't have a modem for my Commodore 64, so I never got to experience <laughs> it, but, but yeah, so there, this, this, and yeah, the, the two of them kind of merged and became America online. And then right. Uh, eventually America online was the, uh, the, uh, Coaster of choice for IT geeks throughout the world.
5: <laughs> yes, and, and the first yes. walled
0: garden. Yes. That they only let you yes.
5: stay within there. <laughs> right,
0: right. I remember that. The original, yeah, first it was just by the kind of computer you owned, but and then, but just, if you were an AOL, you weren't in, you couldn't communicate with computer folks. Then I remembered when they had that internet gateway They they finally opened up. Yeah, that was, that was big.
6: All right. Don, so that I'm, was- I'm, yeah, can I can I throw in one thing quick? Um, sure. I really appreciate that you brought this up because uh, you you're hitting on even just a bigger thing about technology in general is how it connects us or how it has the ability to connect us. It has the ability to to hurt and destroy too. But, you know. Um, I mean, things like social media. The reason I'm on there is to be connected to the people that I love and my parishioners. You know, I'm not on there for for the hate and the vileness. You know, but like my Instagram, I've connected with people from Canada, from Florida, from I mean, you guys, and um, you know, and even when I was in um high school, like I was, I was kind of, I was verbally bullied and and kind of the the goody two shoes, the you know, um, and I found connections online through through a through a um a message board uh through kim commando's uh, website and like to find a community that that supported me was really really important and then especially nowadays with with covid and all of this stuff technology has this amazing ability to bring us together when we're forced to be apart and so that i think is just a really important thing to highlight and so i'm glad you brought out the community aspect
5: Yeah, my brothers way back when we were on CompuServe together and that was, you know, way back early that kept us connected as a family and and really has, has, uh, I see that all of these things have continued and really are are a great gathering place for families and
1: friends. Well, it, it it was funny. I remember going into the Air Force again in 94 and I got to my first station. I was a computer programmer. That was my job in the Air Force. And so, of course, I'm on a networked computer with email. And this is the first time I'd had email. And I'm talking to my parents. It's like, you're not going to believe this. But they've got this way that you can send an, an electronic message to someone. <laughs> nice. And, of course, by this time, we'd had the you know the email pong, which you really don't see much anymore, where mm-hmm. you send a message and they're right there and they immediately respond and you respond back. And it's like mm-hmm. email's yeah. a chat form. Yeah. yeah. You, know? And, uh, I, you know, it's like, and you can do this. And it's like, oh, we're never going to want that. (laughs) It's like, Never say never. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, this is great. It's such, it it does highlight how, like you said, Father, technology has a way to bring us together. And so many of these picks talk about ways that you can, that we do good with with technology, that we bring people together, that we can make make the world a better place. You know, that sounds trite, but that's what we're about in, so- Mm -hmm. Uh, I I really do appreciate all of your your time, all of your attention to to the to the show, and uh, especially to these picks. It, I really am grateful for that. Uh, I do want to ask the listeners if you have some technology that you'd like to talk about. We'll 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 bring it up in a future episode and some feedback of your favorite tech and what tech has made a difference in your life, or continues to make a difference, or you're hopeful about even uh, that's coming down the pike. So we, we want to hear about it. Uh, you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or send an email to technology at com. And uh, i I'll try to get links to some things, but I'm not sure I'll get links to everything. And some of this stuff doesn't have links. (laughs) So uh, we'll see what we have for links on our show notes at sqpn.com. If you can, we really, would really appreciate it, especially as we hit 100 episodes. If you could write a review of the show in Apple Podcasts or any podcast directory where you get your podcast and share the podcast with your friends. This show is only getting better. And it's going, only going to be more useful in the future. And it becomes more useful with your continued uh, listening and interaction with us. We love to hear from you. So uh, share the show with others. So until next time, I'm not going to go individually. I am going to say thank you, Joanne, Mercier, Thomas Sernerho, Father Andrew Kinstetter, Father Corey Stika, Jack Barazzini, and Pat Scott. Thank you for joining me in continuing to share the secrets of technology. Once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest.